from Ringler, this is Ringler Radio, a podcast where we keep you current on the latest news from the settlement industry, updates on nationwide litigation, trends in the legal and insurance industries, and everything in between. Ringler has been helping injured people and their families since 1975. So when it comes to objective settlement solutions, the consultants at Ringler are your go-to experts. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Ringler Radio. I'm your host, Matt Ross. Today, we're in for a real treat. Normally, we have someone that has a perspective from a certain singular viewpoint. For today's episode, I speak with attorney Dylan Cluis, who is not one, but three unique perspectives regarding the settlement world. He's been a plaintiff attorney, currently a defense attorney, and on top of that, he's a structured settlement recipient after being injured and left as a quadriplegic. We discuss his unique story, and he provides profound advice on ways to approach the injured. Let's listen in. Dylan Cluis, welcome to Ringler Radio. Hi, man. How are you? I'm fantastic. It's a beautiful day, and I'm excited to have you here because you are such a unique guest based upon your history. And I was hoping if you could introduce yourself to our audience so they can kind of get a sense of what I'm talking about. Uh, well, hi, everybody. My name is uh, Dylan Cluis. I'm 34. Uh, I, uh, I've been practicing as an attorney for five, almost five years now. Uh, I did, uh, let's see, roughly four of that as a plaintiff's attorney. I since moved over to the defense end. Um, let's see, prior to that around 18 or 19, mid 2008, I, uh, after my sophomore year of college at A&M, I uh, actually got into an accident. I broke my neck and became a quadriplegic. Um, after that, uh, we went through a, a whole uh, lawsuit process, and I ended up getting a structured settlement, um, which is kind of how uh, the impetus for us getting connected and, and being talking here. Ta-da. So, <laughs> yeah, that's we. Here we are, uh, just to to have a chat about that, and. Um, yeah, apparently there's there's some perspective that I can give. Well, yeah, so yeah, you you could say that again, Dylan. I mean, uh, you have a structured settlement recipient. You had a catastrophic injury. You became a plaintiff attorney, uh, and then now you're a defense attorney. I mean, rarely. I mean, we usually have a guest where they're they've been one of these things. You you're all three. I hate to say you've blacked out your bingo card, but I mean, it's it's. I prefer tic tac toe. <laughs> So Dylan, before we dive too deep in here, could you give our audience kind of an idea of what actually happened to you? I mean, you don't have to get really detailed if you don't want to, but I think it's it's important to know kind of what happened specifically with the injury and then kind of how you got to that litigation stage that you were talking about earlier. Sure, sure, sure. So um, yeah, like I mentioned, uh, if I did, my girlfriend at the time was uh, a senior in high school. Uh, I just finished my sophomore year at A&M. Uh, so I was regrettably taking her to her prom. I didn't even go to mine. I hate the idea. But anyway, <laughs> I hate it. I hate it a lot more now. Okay. Uh, but uh, so they had this like, it was like a lock-in at the high school. And uh, in the- in A the lock-in. Gym, that's when they shut the doors. You can't go anywhere, right? That's so right. They yeah. They had like yeah, a seat no driving. Yeah. 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 So um, in the gym, they had all these uh, big inflatable things. Uh, you know, like the, they even had like the the sumo guys, blah, blah, blah. Uh, this, this thing that I ended up getting injured and on, uh, was like a, it was like a, a, 
it looked kind of like a moon bounce, right? Like one of those big moon bounce things kids jump in. So this was designed as like a, almost like an obstacle course. And okay. uh, yeah. Uh, I take my kids on that every Halloween. Sure. Yeah. And there, there's yeah. a lot in the, you, you know, they, they got stuff inside it. Like you weave over and under when we were kids, it was called discovery zone or whatever. Oh um, yeah. I yeah. That. yeah. Uh, so this, this was a, uh, basically one of those set up almost like a race. I was racing against a friend of mine. I, uh, lined up and, and then jumped through this, uh, I guess about a foot and a half, two foot, uh, hole, uh, in about four or five feet off the ground. And right as I go through that hole, there's an inflatable beam running across the distance of, of both of the walls. And, uh, I, my head just made a contact with that inflatable beam and then immediately shattered. It was a compression fracture of C5. Yeah. uh, Immediate. So I just kind of dropped there, couldn't breathe any longer, trying to call for help. It was awful. Um, But in, I mean, we, we later found out that uh, they were, they were running us through backwards, right? So if we, if we had been going in the right way, if we had been going in the right way, I would have been on my hands and knees starting out, uh, Ugh. going into this thing. And so um, that's what led to the litigation. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. so they were the, there was a distributor there and they were the ones that were supposed to be managing safety. Uh, the manufacturer wasn't entirely blameless either because, you wouldn't tell from looking at this thing if there was a front or back end, right? You couldn't tell mm. uh, if there, I mean, just as a design defect, you could just smear on the back, do not enter, right? Like exit only, yeah. something like that. That would have helped, <laughs> yeah. um, especially for the poor mom that had no idea what she was doing running it. So anyway, we'll fill out, uh, just uh, move on ahead to the uh, – Settlement portion, we ended up settling after, I think, like two grueling mediation sessions. I mean, it was like, uh, I know the second one was like damn near 12 hours. Like it was just rough. We finally, like on the eve of trial, ended up settling and uh, finding an amount that that worked that that was what we wanted. Um, I went on after after that happened, uh, uh, finished my undergrad in economics. I took a year off, which was really nice. And then I started law school at South Texas College of Law. Uh, after I graduated, I uh, started at a plain, little, very small hole in the wall plaintiff's firm and then went on <laughs> to a slightly bigger firm and then mm-hmm. uh, rose up there, did pretty well. And then now I am uh, moved over to the defense end to see what that's like. And uh, uh, Dawn Ray now, that's just a brilliant bunch of attorneys and I uh, have really, really enjoyed uh, experiencing, uh, practicing law on this side now too. Yeah. So since you've had all this experience, I I really want to hone in on a few questions with you to get your perspective, because I think it would be really beneficial to the audience to hear. So my first one is, um, as you hindsight being 2020, Uh you've obviously been on a journey since the injury itself. You've grown into a full grown man, 34 years old versus 18. A lot has happened since then. Yeah, exactly. What, what, when you were in the actual moment of settlement right. and you were going through the numbers and what to do and what have you, could you give our audience a picture of what that experience was like for you first and foremost, and then maybe what 
you wish would have maybe been done differently or you want everything to be exactly the same? I'd love to get your perspective on that. Sure, sure. So, um, you know, and I'll just talk very briefly about the structure that I got. And that was, uh, you know, set up in, in three, it was diversified, uh, very safe, you know, it still is and it, but it was fixed payments, fixed payments until I die, which, you know, my, my main consultant there was my grandfather who is a depression era kid. So mm. he, he was incredibly risk averse, right? He sure. Just, yeah. Whatever. Whatever happens with Dylan, just make sure that he's going to be taken care of because, you know, God rest his soul, he was worried about me for the long term when he wasn't around to worry about me, right? As he should, yeah. So um, what I will say, I, I wish we could have done differently were, were, I guess, two things. One, my experience, well, let me just say my experience was so piecemeal, right? I would talk to my attorney. My attorney would talk to the broker. The broker would talk to me. I would talk back to the broker. I'd go talk to Papa, see what he thought about that. Then I'd talk to the And I really think what would have helped me a lot with that is if we had gotten everybody in the room, right? Everybody wow. in the room and then done number two of what I really, with hindsight bias, wish had been done differently. And that is presenting all the options to me, maybe with how these structures were set up um, and and talking about them in a way that really kind of incorporated um, more where I wanted to go in my life. And I'm wondering too, Dylan, if, you know, this also brings up another point because you had that structure settlement annuity fixed and knowing that it's going to come in every single month or year or quarter or whatever you have it set up as. Sure. I'm wondering if it also gave you the ability to maybe get a little bit more risky in some other investments that you could take with the income that you're making as an attorney. Sure. Because you have that safety net in there. Is yeah. that the case for you? It gave me a lot of freedom. It gave me it a lot of It empowered you. Yeah. Of yeah. course. It, it allowed me to, A, uh, at least for the time that I was not working, didn't have to worry about the, the taxes or the management on it, any of that. Right. I mean, look, I do have health issues. That's how this, that's the name of the game when you get into quadriplegia, right? Yeah. Spinning plates. And so if, if one of those plates falls down, I, I still have the freedom and flexibility to be able to step back from work for a little bit and address those concerns in a way that I, I can feel comfortable with. Right. Right. So speak, yeah. speaking of work and what you're, you're currently a defense attorney, correct? Yes, that's right. Yeah. Okay. All right. So how does your experience from being previously injured translate into how you approach your practice today? And I'd also be curious to hear how it not only approaches your practice in the defense world, but also from the plaintiff world too. Yeah. Well, the plaintiff world, it was, I mean, the biggest thing that I that we encounter in dealing with plaintiffs, at least in my part, was was getting people to trust you. Being able to tell them, listen, I've sat where you are. I've right. gone through this same process. I've, I've been where you are. Right. I, I'm not, I'm, I'm there for you, right? Having that trust there is the most important like bedrock that you can have there. Mm. Now, going on to the defense side, I think what it has really, really helped me with um, Heck, both being a former plaintiff, being a plaintiff's attorney, uh, heck, just being a quadriplegic, right? 
it yeah. helps you see that person on the other side. Um, so it, it really helps to to humanize them to understand injury and um, bring that in on the defense side and and be able to speak with adjusters or heck other attorneys in the firm and say that you know hey man this is we got to start looking at this from a different way rather than yeah. I just want to win right yeah uh, and, and my experience personally has been really beneficial into bringing that into practice now that I'm an attorney on, on both sides, really. Yeah. Um, now that I am enjoying the defense side a lot now, it, it's a cool and different perspective. I'll say that. So, okay. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm looking at the clock here, Dylan, and I'm just flabbergasted that we're already kind of at the end of our time together. And I got one more question for you, if I could leave you with this as a parting wisdom. Okay. Uh, so what advice would you give to our listeners, the professionals that are in the legal and settlement world uh, who are handling personal injury cases? Mm-hmm. What do they need to remember when they are working their cases from someone who's been through what you have been through? Right. Well, and particularly for, for the people that are involved in the, the, the claims and, and maybe brokerage and, and setting up these settlements. Uh, so luckily the hard part's over for them, right? Or the, the, the hard part's over for the attorneys whenever they, they have reached, uh, some sort of settlement right now, as far as setting up the structure, my advice would be really, really focus on, I know case by case basis is probably not the best way to answer this. And and maybe I should clarify my meaning, right? My my meaning when I say case by case basis is when you you have to consider all factors about this person that you're setting up a plan for, uh, their age, right? How long are they going to be around? Their abilities, um, their mm. their their goals and aspirations, what they want to do in their life, regardless of their injury, and then a very reasonable sort of like, okay, well, can they do it? Um, mm-hmm. That's that's another thing that. Uh, you know, I've, I've dealt with a lot of people in wheelchairs. I, I volunteered at, at a, uh, a rehabilitation clinic. And uh, for me personally, one of the, the, I guess, a godsend was the fact that I had wanted to be an attorney since I was like 13. So it didn't change much for me after I got, because huh, thankfully yeah. I can do this job in a chair. Now, if I were a construction worker, like a lot of the people that I had uh, kind of mentored to, or people that, that worked with their hands and suddenly are quadriplegics, that's a completely different different. set of considerations than you had for me. So I guess I would just say, be really, really, really aware of what their injury, right? So educate yourself about the injury. And then most importantly, educate yourself about the person. What do they want? What are their goals? What are their, because I mean, for speaking as uh, somebody that was injured and and maybe for the disabled community, if I could venture that is that we still have goals. We still have aspirations. We still have things we want to do and considering all of that and, and trying to design something that really, really works within those. Dylan, thank you so much for spending time with us today. Be well. And, uh, We'll hopefully do this again. We love having you. Have me back. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks again. Before we go, if you're a fan of Bring the Radio, be sure to like and subscribe to the show on all the major podcast platforms 
and follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook. We'd like to also thank our Ringler Radio sponsors, American General Life Company, MetLife, Mutual of Omaha, New York Life, Pacific Life, Prudential, and USAA. To learn more about building your settlement team with Ringler, contact your local Ringler consultant by locating them at www.ringlerassociates.com. Ringler Radio is a production of Ringler Associates. All of the opinions expressed by the participants of this podcast are their own and do not represent any legal, tax, or financial advice from Ringler Associates. For more information about how to work with Ringler, visit www.ringlerassociates.com.